Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everyone? This is episode seven of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of this team, Ruben Calvillo. I am joined by my second half, Harley, the man himself, Dugan. How's it going, buddy? Feeling good, man. The, we're getting closer to the draft party, to draft day, um, and... Either I'm anxious or excited or shit in my pants. It might be all three. Uh, it's it's some. I would say it's good to be a Texan fan, but I would have said that maybe months ago. Now, maybe not so much with how everything should be planning out. You know, I was going to bring this up. Last week, it was, let's get this draft over with. We already know what's going to happen. And then it's like the football god said, oh, really? Well, let me throw some drama to you. Now, no one knows what the hell the Houston Texans are thinking about in draft day. Is it a quarterback at two? Is it Will Anderson at two? And then today, Harley, Ian Rappaport, he puts out a tweet. And it said that multiple teams have called the San Francisco 49ers about former number three overall pick Trey Lance, now they are not making the calls. They are receiving them. However, Mm -hmm. if you are the Houston Texans, Harley, are you one of the teams that have called the San Francisco 49ers? You should, Uh, especially with your position now at quarterback. If you do not, which there's rumors that the Houston Texans do not feel strongly about C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And if that is the case, then – after that, besides the other quarterbacks, you're looking at a Will Levis, you're looking at an Anthony Richardson, you're looking at a Hendon Hooker. Of all those guys, I would assume that the 49ers' minds that are inside Houston, a la Bobby Slowick, you just mentioned, D'Amico Ryans, you got guys you know that have the 49ers' mindset yeah. that worked, Bobby Slowick worked with a Trey Lance, you would think this is a slam dunk, no-brainer kind of move for the Texans, actually. Yeah. It felt it feels like the Shaq Mason kind of trade. Like mm-hmm. former Patriot, Nick Casario mm-hmm. knew him. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go swing a deal for this guy. Why not the Houston Texans take a look at it? When you look at the quarterback position, the depth chart right now, <laughs> Davis Mills, Case Keenum, EJ Perry, you're not cooking anything with those guys. And all of the mocks keep saying Will Anderson at two, trade down. Will Anderson at two, trade down. A little Tyree Wilson spiced in there just to throw something crazy. And then the disgusting one of Will Levis at two. And that just makes me throw up. I don't care if it was a bit or not. How dare you put mayonnaise in your coffee? I don't How dare care. you bite the banana raw? What do you? What is that to prove? Because you want to be different? funny? Yeah, man. Like, in front of your girlfriend? Come on, man. Shout out to Will Levis, man. Come on. But I think you hit, like, you hit it right on the head. If you have any doubt on any of the QBs would pick two, I think this is definitely an option that the Houston Texans can, you know, can explore. You know, when you talk about draft compensation, I heard uh, uh, Cap say that a third this year and a fifth next year could do it you have some people say just give them the 33 overall pick you know that's a kind of a a high price to pray for Trey Lance but if you want him go out and get him because what can an 
eventually happened is CJ Stroud met with the Atlanta Falcons today. Yes, he sure did. And you hope they it was love at first sight. Let's make that trade. The Houston Texans could get whatever the hell they want from the Atlanta Falcons. And also, you are not tied heavily to Trey Lance, right? Let's say Trey Lance goes out there and just shows he either can't stay healthy or he's just not good. Hey, I'm sorry. Go, you know, done. There's two quarterbacks next year who could potentially, you know, be franchise game changing. And I hate to be the guy that's always, there's always next year. There's always next year. But with Trey Lance potentially coming here, it opens up a lot of more options for the Houston Texans. Yeah, absolutely. There's no harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you get a Trey Lance. He is a high-risk, high-reward kind of player, um, but the risk isn't too high when you actually think about it. If you give up, I keep thinking thinking the Carson Wentz kind of deal, which was a pair of thirds, you know, which to me is still a little steep a little bit, slightly Mm -hmm. for um, Trey Lance. But, I mean, like you said, man, no harm, no foul. Uh, Trey Lance can come in here and if he if he hits it out of the park and he becomes a special quarterback for you, which that would be the football gods finally say for the Houston Texans. That would be amazing for you. But if he doesn't, like you said, there's two top quarterbacks next year. And, you know, I don't like having the mentality either of next year, next year, next year. You know, I understand. I, I want to win now. Yeah. We're, we're tired of it. And now I think that's the whole point of no quarterback this year is there's no hope again. <laughs> like, you know, you know what it is. I understand. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. But it's but, not, though. It's not. But go ahead. Go ahead. You know, well, you don't have what is the most important position in football. I mean, whether it's backyard football or NFL. <laughs> If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have someone that can throw that ball, sling it out there, and do his thing when the fourth quarter comes on and has the ice in his veins and he's that dude and he's that leader of the locker room. He is everything to a football team. If you don't have that guy, okay, you're just going to be an average football team, a good football team with a rotating door at quarterback, or you set yourself with an average to good quarterback but you'll just never make it to the Super Bowl. You know, I don't want to be what? I mean, well, we kind of did that with the Texans in the Bill O'Brien era. We had a really good defense and a rotating door at quarterback. Brian Hoyer, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, Brandon Wheaton, Joe Webb. Like the list went on and on and on and on. Brock Osweiler. Like you went to the playoffs, you won a game or two in the playoffs. And then that was it. Here's the exit. We're tired of it. We want some hope. And that shouldn't translate to just draft a quarterback. Thank you. You know, I don't want to get into that narrative either. But, damn it, we don't got no hope at quarterback right now, man. You can have that narrative because the Houston Texans put yourself in that narrative. We're not having this conversation. We're just saying, all right, once 7 o'clock hits, it's just a matter of time before, you know, Roger Goodell just screams Bryce's name out there. Mm Mm-hmm. But because of, like we said, when you win a meaningless game just to, you know, just to give you some joy for the rest of the day, this came back to bite you in the ass. And now the Houston Texans are in this situation because they don't have the number one overall pick. 
is what it is. <laughs> I don't want to delve into the number one pick anymore. I'm sold. My I'm my 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 soul is sold that the Bryce Young to the Panthers is going to happen. I'm not going to try to relay anymore on the first pick overall. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I not I just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's a lot of pain and anguish, and you know, a moment of realization where I go, huh? yeah. Guess you should have lost that game. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, okay, you didn't lose. Yeah, sure. I mean, the Bears still got number one. Bryce is, should presumably still come to number two. Then the Panthers trade up, and I'm going, oh, why would the Panthers trade up for Bryce Young? They want a prototypical quarterback, you know? So, uh, and, you know, that's whatever. But that's besides the point. So, uh, yeah, number one, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Speaking of that, apparently C.J. Stroud did not let the Mannings know that he wasn't going to go on their show. I'm not sure if you heard about this, Harley. Yeah, I did. I saw the tweet. It was, eh, you know, I did saw it. What do you think about that? Yeah, You know, I, I wonder what's going on with the C.J. Stroud narrative. Seems like a lot of people are trying to to crap on him, poo-poo on him a little bit. I, you know, and then I did see Cody's tweet, a quote tweet, where it did say that CJ Shroud did not show up. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe that isn't. I don't know what else to add on to that. It seems like the the character issues on CJ Stroud wants to, you know, rear its ugly head out into the out into the fans and the media and everything. Yeah, no, because it kind of feels like right now it is CJ shot, and we're just looking for any reason to not select them with the number two overall pick. It's just with so much uncertainty, bro, and so much not knowing, and you're eight days away, man. We're in the single digits now. Mm -hmm. I think you go back to your point when you said, I don't want them to be forced to take a QB. I don't want to jump into that narrative, but. We kind of have to, man. We are hearing that ownership is having a much more involvement with this pick. Uh, speaking of Hannah McNair, right? Her having a much more approach into this draft as well, or much, you know, having like a much more say. Yeah, I really don't want the Houston Texans to go out there and reach, man. And I feel like the fans are kind of expecting them to take a QB at two. I've already seen that if you don't take CJ Stroud, I'm rioting. If you don't take AR-15, I'm rioting. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all because it just screams incompetence, man. It does. And, and I'm not I'm about not. to put my future on the line if I'm not sold. Yeah. The whole Anna McNair thing, I don't know how to take that. I mean, how does that I don't know how to take that. My question you know? is, is why, like, why is it getting much more buzz now? Yeah. Because let's not forget, she was the same one who was, you know, passed out drunk watching the game, you know. I don't know about drunk. <laughs> she was, she was. Shit faced, bro. She was, she did not look like she was having a good time watching no. the Houston Texans lose. No, and not even a year later. Now she's having a hand in the, in this, you know, in in this number two pick, and it has me just, you know, it goes back to what we hear about Nick Casario, potentially him not being, you know, happy with his role and stuff like that. Glad that he put those rumors to bed, but 
there is so much uncertainty right now with the Houston Texans. It just has me wondering, are we just going to, you know, do a Houston Texans thing and take a Will Levis? I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want no Will Levis. I'm very despised of the Will Levis rumors to the Texans. I'm still going to root for them on Sundays, but damn, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough with Will Levis back there. But I've seen worse football. <laughs> so, no, he's very athletic. He could yeah. juke you. He could jump over you. The you know the look. Theoretically, you're looking at an athletically gifted quarterback that should be able to complete the scheme that is the Shanahan Kubiak system. Yes, theoretically. Now, the biggest problem with him is his mechanics. Uh, all of it's just way off. It's just nothing that you want to see out of the quarterback. Now, the mechanics are not good. He shows uh, flashes. And he's had inconsistent development at Kentucky. Yep. You know, he's been having up and down years. It just it wasn't good football last year from him. Um, I understand that his offensive line wasn't the greatest at all. Uh, but you know, to me, if you're if you're getting if I'm getting top ten, top if I'm getting if I'm taking him at number two, I should get just something a little different from the rest of the quarterbacks that follow suit. You know, like I need mm. something. If I'm taking you at two, like if I took Anthony Richardson at two. And that's the next player that we're going to talk about. Go ahead. You know, if I took Anthony Richardson at two, he has the athletic traits. He has yep. a lot of potential. He has a rocket arm. Levis has a nice arm too. But Richardson has that rocket arm. He's mobile. He would fit this scheme really well too. Like, he has a lot of potential, but the growth, it's its going to need to happen. Um, and that's where a lot of people, you know, kind of look away is, you know, how much potential does he have? How much can you create that potential? Can you manufacture that potential? You got a coach that could build him up in D'Amico Ryans, but we're looking at offense here. We're not looking at defense. I know D'Amico can motivate players and he can do whatever he can. He can sprinkle that fairy dust over people. This is all going to fall slowly on Bobby Slowick and your quarterbacks coach, Gerard Johnson. These are the two guys that are going to have to work with Anthony Richardson if he is the pick. And the Texans could have a, a big boomer bust potential with him. AR-15 has every, you know, mode to be special. Yeah. With coaching, it could take him there. And I think I would much rather miss on AR-15 than miss on C.J. Stroud than miss on Will Levis. I think there's so much unknown. Like, re let's say he struggles to pass the ball in his first year. That's fine. I've seen him take over, you know, games with his legs. It is hard to, you know, to sack him. That, uh, I think it was that play against uh, Louisville where they immediately get into the backfield. He pumps, pumps fakes. It gets them in the air does a spin move and then finds his teammate in, you know, in the right corner of the back end zone with Anthony Richardson. It's just, there's so many unknowns. Like you said, there is a lot of unknowns with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of potential from him. Um, I would rather much prefer him than Will Levis. <laughs> if I'm going to take a big risk on someone, I'd rather it be Anthony Richardson because the payout is going to be a lot better than a Will Levis. Yes, totally agree. And then we had to deal with, so let's say, for example, 
let's say the Houston Texans don't go QB. Mm. And let's say they go a a war Anderson. Okay. One of our teammates from believed he dropped a mock draft. And I have to tell you, Harley, it freaking scares me. Now, this is from our guy, Jake. He has Bryce Young going number one to the Carolina Panthers. He has Will Anderson going to our Houston Texans. The Titans trade up for C.J. Stroud in pick three. And then Anthony Richardson falls to the Indianapolis Colts at Mm -hmm. pick four. You don't take your QB, but two division rivals do. And now you have to go against Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, and your week one starter might be Case Keenum. Yeah, and that's not what I want at all. Look, you look at the rest of the AFC South, like you mentioned, they all have a quarterback. They all have hope uh, in which the Jaguars, they have Trevor Lawrence, you know, and they went to the playoffs. They came back and had a hype game against the Chargers, came back a win, and, you know, yeah, they lost in the second round, but that's progress. That's development. That's something that the Jaguars are going to now keep with themselves and experience head coach and Doug Peterson. They should be a better team next year. They should have more development next year. Um, so with that said, then you go to the Colts and uh, the Titans with Anthony Richardson slash um, who's the other one? CJ Stroud. You know, so you're looking at us. <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Not we getting here. No offense. I like Will Anderson. You know, Texans, it's rumored that Texans have him as the number one prospect on their big board, according to ESPN's Matt Miller. So, you know, that hey, that's cool. I like Will Anderson. My biggest problem is what is the plan at quarterback? And this goes back to the other video we did with Nick Casario, the poor roster management at the quarterback position. That is what we've been questioning. Why haven't we gotten, if quarterback is not the move at number two, and you knew that you had doubts of these other quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud in on, not Bryce Young, then why didn't you look into the quarterback position more? That's what I get upset about. They just try to be smart, you know. And when I look at this list, do I think the Colts trade up? No. However, Anthony Richardson to the Colts is a very real possibility. And – Frank Wright and no, I'm sorry, not Frank Wright, Shane Steichman and AR-15, that that absolutely scares me. Yeah, it, it does. It should scare you. You saw what he did with the development of Jalen Hurts. Um, he's helped with the development of a Justin Herbert with the Chargers. So, yeah, that would be uh, – it wouldn't be fun for the Texan fans. Would not be fun to see Trevor Lawrence dice you up for two weeks. Anthony Richardson dice you up for two weeks. CJ Stroud with the Titans dice you up for two weeks. You, you don't want that. That's not fun. That's not fun football. That's not. <laughs> en- it's not enjoyment to my eyes. I do not like it. The Houston Texans have their backs against the wall. This was episode seven of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am Ruben Calavillo. That was Harley Dugan. We don't know what the hell is going to happen, but what we do know is we are eight days away. And as soon as we open up our eyes tomorrow, it will be one week until the NFL commissioner walks across that podium and announces not only pick two, 
but pick 12 for the Houston Texans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.